0: Hey everybody! It's David Kurt, Broker of Record with Lake City Realty and I'm so excited to be coming at you with another episode of the Sudbury Real Estate Podcast. listening, watching, those of you guys on YouTube can see that we're on our new uh, studio, excited to be uh, having professional mics and, and hopefully a little bit better recording quality as we come at you with, with, with what is supposed to be a weekly podcast and it has not been in the last few months. I'm hoping to get back there as, as school kind of wraps up and we get back to the swing of things. But what's going on in Sudbury? What's going on in the marketplace? It's been an interesting summer. Every year we go through, when, it, when you get ready for the end of the school year, you know that summer's gonna go by quickly. And this year it's been the exact same thing. Sign up, it just feels like yesterday I picked the kids up off the school bus from the last day of school and already we're counting down the couple weeks left before the end of the summer. I know we've got some really ambitious and busy plans for us and our family to cap off the summer and I'm excited to share that with you guys in, in some future episodes but I can't believe how quick it's gone. And it's, it's exciting and like I said, you know that it's going to be the way it, it, that the summer plays out. Um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. How many saunas, how many midnight swims we've gone for this year. And at the first few, few weeks we couldn't have any bonfires, but we've tried to make up for it over the last few weeks anyways. But I'm here to talk to you about the Sudbury Real Estate Marketplace. So I want to do a little bit of a recap as to what's happened over the last few weeks and just to see where we're at and then share you with, with you my five thoughts on where things are headed this week as uh, we recap the market. This week we saw 37 sales, 22 current deals are conditional or pending, 19 of those 37 were multiple offers. We have 54 new listings this week with a total listings of 271 and if we kind of look back over the past weeks we had 31 sales last week and then we were at 43-47 so we saw we've seen sales slow down quite a bit. Conditionally, we're at 22, 27 last week, 24, 17. So we're kind of right in that range that we've been in for quite a while. 19 multiple offers. It was last week we had 13 of 31 multiple offers. That was a low that we've seen for the last few months play out. Um, 54 new listings this week, which is 40 last week, 52 the week before, and 59 the week before that. 54 is pretty high for new listings at this time of the year. I'm gonna jump into that in the numbers uh, shortly. Total listings available, 271. Last week was 257, so we've definitely gone up quite a bit from that over the last seven days. And the week before that, we saw 256 and 263, so we were headed on that downwards trajectory, and we've bumped ourselves back up on new listings available. But jumping into it, my first bullet point of the week is that we hit every year we hit this point in the summer, usually around the end of June, beginning of July, that we see the number of listings hit a peak and then crawl back down as we get closer to the winter. That doesn't seem to be happening this year. We've seen inventory continuously rise. And like I just pointed out, 271 listings this week <coughs> versus 257 last week. And usually it's, and we hit this point where the inventory starts pulling back is the last, historically I look back three years and it's been Sorry, it's been the end of June, the beginning of July, that we've hit that point where we actually saw the numbers start pulling back. Why is that not happening this year? It could be that there's less confidence. People aren't, don't think that, like in, the, in the past people were saying, if I can't get my price now, I'm gonna list it next spring and I'll be uh, in a good position, I'll sell it then. That shows that there's confidence in the future of the marketplace, that prices will be better in the future than they are today. And possibly that people are looking at the marketplace with less confidence and saying, I'm not sure where prices will be next spring. And therefore I'm going to keep my house in the market or get my house on the market now so that I can capitalize even in this, this current marketplace that we're in. The other thing could be that these sellers are not sellers by choice. They're sellers by necessity. Rates are high, payments are high and maybe people are in a position where they're actually saying now that they can't afford the payments and therefore they're getting the house on the market. Regardless, this is not playing out like we've experienced in the last three years. And this is a trend that we have to continue to monitor as, as listings increase, what will break first? Will prices come down because the seller says, no, I need to sell? Or will buyers say, do you know what, like let's jump in and we're like, I don't know if the prices are gonna adjust. They're expecting those prices to come down so they're not jumping on the inventory or are they gonna just jump into those homes? Takeaway two, I was on a listing presentation yesterday. And one of the most common questions I get from people is, what's happening in the current market? I realize that I'm in the weeds on a day-to-day basis sometimes, and I have to re-explain what's exactly happening with the market, especially over the last few years. And to do that, I wanted to kind of take a few minutes on the mic to kind of go over that with you today. anywhere that reads my newsletter, you'll be able to get a subscription where you'll actually see me outline the charts and things like that, but, um, the Greater Sudbury Housing Price, and I'm, one of my favorite tools that I'm, I'm using almost daily in my, in, in my uh, when I'm out there practicing real estate is the MLS Home Price Index. I don't agree with the prices and the numbers that are there because it does include areas like Manitoulin Island and French River, but I, they are comparing apples to apples with the Sudbury marketplaces. So like today, for, for last month, we are coming in about 460000 s- four as an average price point. Um, but if we, we kind of take a step back, so I if I look at the beginning of 2019, doesn't seem like that long ago, where were we? We started back then our average price was around $250,000. Then the COVID craziness happened and activities ex- prices exploded. We all know looking back 2020 hindsight, but it, we peaked in March, 2022 with about a $480,000 average sale price. Now, if I was to actually look at March 2022 sales, they were closer to about 515, but with this MLS home price index, they use a three month rolling average. That's why that's not gonna be reflected out in those monthly uh, those monthly numbers. In March 2022 is the first Bank candidate increase, going from 0.5 to 0.75. So that's right in that same time period that we hit our peak in the market. And by the end of twenty two, we went from 0.5% to four and a half percent, which lines up with the bottom of house prices in Zebray as well. So if you look at the chart, like we actually bought a note in December twenty twenty two with a low of three sixty seven. So we went from four eighty, pulled back to three sixty seven average sale price, which is roughly a twenty four percent drop in our in our price points of our marketplace. In twenty twenty three, we had one small rate hike at the beginning. I think it was uh, February, uh, but up, up till then, rates had stayed flat up until June of this year. With flat rate comes confidence that these were the rates that the buyers could expect in the future. And eventually buyers wrap their head around the prices and the payments and they jump back into the marketplace. We saw home prices go from a low of 367 to a current last month average sale price of 460 on that three month rolling average, which is almost a 100,000 price increase or bounce back. This is almost on par and back in line with what we saw at our top of our boom we're actually only five percent off those numbers when the banking candidate continued its increases in june and july people realized that this might not be the end of this rate night risk rate tightening and have slowed the market pretty significantly that's what's happened with prices and rates over the last 18 or 24 months or so that's a quick summary as that and if again i would encourage you guys to go look on Online at my blog, either uh, you could get it on uh, LinkedIn or uh, like subscribe to our website, and you can get my my email blog where I'm actually going through the charts a little bit more in depth. Point three takeaway three for this week is one of the points that Bank of Canada keeps pointing to is they're trying to they're trying to beat inflation, and by doing that they that by, t- by trying to tame inflation, they continue to increase the overnight rate to make money more expensive, to make people stop spending it as readily in, in the present moment. June of this year, we saw inflation hit 2.8% and people were celebrating. They were popping the champagne. They said, we wanted to get back to a 2% rate and we're almost there. This is it, we, we beat inflation. Well, just four weeks later, we went from that that two point eight percent back up to three point three percent in July of this year, which isn't a huge increase, but the point is that we haven't broken the back of inflation yet, and there's a lot of higher costs that were into entrenched in our current everyday lives. I, I full, filled up yesterday at a dollar eighty a a liter for fuel, rent, uh, mortgage prices, like everything in life costs more money today than it did a couple of years ago with these cost consumer goods is being higher for the next long time, which means that we will not see a simple conclusion to this soft landing that people were hoping for and play out in front of our eyes. This is gonna take some time to get, get through the thick of this, even though that we've done a, such a good job of taming it so far. One of my favorite followers on X, it feels so weird to, see, to say X versus Twitter, um, but one of my favorite followers on, on the, old ver- the new version of Twitter is Chamath Palihapitiya. Those that follow me realize that I'm a huge fan of the All In podcast and he's, it's his information that I'm consuming and really giving a lot of uh, credence and, and a lot of value to. His big belief is that rates will stay higher for longer than most people are anticipating. This advice is in reference to the Fed, which is the U.S. version of the Bank of Canada. But with the U.S. being the benchmark for the world economy as they are, most of the other economies will follow suit with that. Keep that in mind as you're thinking about rates and as you're thinking about where rates are going in the short term. Takeaway four for the week. I did a quick scan on the number of homes sold per month over the last, I went actually back five years. And this is again, if you subscribe to my email or take a look at my blog online, you'll be able to see these numbers pace it out for you. I knew this year was gonna be slower. We're talking higher prices with higher rates means affordability is, is off the charts. And we expected a slowdown in the marketplace, and that's even being slow. It's even a further, it's being slower than I originally anticipated. But I was kind of curious to see how we chalked up over the last five years. Every single month this year has been slower than the preceding five years, other than April, May, and uh, March, April, and May of 2020. Those are the only ones that we were slightly off. And actually, if I pull up the numbers, 173 or 144 for May of this year compared to 139 in May 2020. 131 homes sold uh, April of this year versus 85 in 2020 and 173 this year versus 137. Other than those three months, this has been the slowest year every month for the last five years. This is the first big impact that we will see play out moving forward and it's the affordability in the marketplace very few buyers are willing and able to purchase, which is being reflected in fewer homes sold. Will this trend continue? My guess is it will. I don't know if prices will drop until we see either sellers motivated to get out of the market, but overall activity will be slow for the foreseeable future. Takeaway five and kind of my big, bold projection on where do rates go, where, where does the market go from here? If you combine most of the points that I've chatted about today, we know affordability has never been more challenging for buyers. We see that prices have come back almost to the highs that we experienced during the top of COVID market. And we know that we haven't seen quite the end of inflation the Bank of Canada continues to battle. I do think that we are close to the end of these rate increases. And if you have if, if that happens, we saw before play out where even though rates were high around 5%, Buyers said, and even the prices were pretty strong as well. Buyers said, ah, I can jump back. I'm okay with these payments. I'm going to jump back into the marketplace. And I think if the rates hold true, we'll see some of that come back to the marketplace. Although not to the same extent we saw before, as, as again, affordability is higher than it was even just two years ago. But I, I think what that's going to allow us to do is that's going to allow us to put a floor on price decreases, maybe beyond what people kind of expect. It, prices are going to fall back down to this big number. People in Canada are obsessed with real estate. They're used they're checking realtor.CA more than they look at pictures of their kid, like their kids. Are, it's, they're on their phone constantly. They know more information than most of the agents know in this marketplace. They love homes, they, they obsess over homes, they want to go see homes, they, want, they, they wish to buy homes, and they're going to continue. Real estate will bounce back faster and quicker than it deserves to because of people's obsession with it. So I think that's one reason that we will, I always, I, if I'm thinking about price ceilings and price floors, we'll, find the, we'll discover that price floor a lot quicker than we should have, and a lot quicker than the numbers make sense to do so, just because of the people's obsession on that, those points. I think that the message I've been delivering for the last few months is that short term, it could be really bumpy ride. Prices, I'm not sure where they're gonna go, if they're gonna pull back, how big, those kind of things. But if we're looking long term, cost of construction being at all time highs, a population that is projected to continue to grow long term in real estate. Real estate is gearing up to be a very solid investment in the long term. You still have to get to that long-term. And just a reminder, when I'm talking about real estate as investment, I'm not talking about your principal residence. Principal residence, you need a place to live, whether it's going to be renting or owning. But if you feel like, you, like you're in a position where your house has gone up a lot of value, that's, that's great. But you need somewhere to live. So you're not going to sell that unless you're going to cash out of the marketplace and, and do something else. You need a house to, 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 to actually have a roof over your head. And if you have an investment property, you can sell that and take that money and do something with it. But if you're just simply in your 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 home, you're not gonna sell that unless you're, cause you're gonna pay similar money to buy something else in the marketplace. So when you're thinking about real estate from an investment purpose, it's not really your the house that you're living in. I think about more of like a, maybe a duplex or a, a second house that you've bought as, and held from an investment. That's just my two seconds. It's been a while since I've been on the mic. I know I'm closing in on 20 minutes here, guys. So thank you, thank you for, for if you have followed me this long, thank you for listening. Thank you for for subscribing and whatever else you're doing there, but even just sharing this 20 minutes with me today, I appreciate you and looking forward to chatting with you guys in the future as we wrap up this summer. Until next week, Sudbury, we'll see you later.